And welcome into Fantasy Baseball Camp. This is Fantasy Baseball Podcast, where we get into waiver wire picks, uh, prospects, rookies, anything that comes to Fantasy Baseball and helping you out on your Fantasy Baseball team. This is episode 27. Uh, I'm, I'm Burns. I've got with me the whole Fantasy Baseball Camp of BNB underscore Lombard, Wes, and Will. Uh, what's going on, guys? <clears throat> doing good, doing good. How's everyone's team chilling. feeling? How's everyone feeling this week with their team? Anybody down? Anybody having a great week? No, no, not so good. You, you Darvish. Real funny, Burns. Real funny. <laughs> I forgot about that, Wes. <laughs> yeah, if you guys don't know, Burns and I are playing each other this week. Uh, you know, every single one of Burns' pitchers has decided to have the uh, best game of their season i wouldn't say and that he was they've beating me by starts. they've thrown quality starts they've okay. all scored 25 or more 22 kyle 24, 23 scored 25 or more kyle hendricks <laughs> is back baby ground ball getting... machine with nico and damsey up the middle yeah, yeah, back, started. Baby. i was losing started. by 100 on tuesday <laughs> and you had 70 points yeah Let's go. <laughs> All right. So this is today is a uh, is a Thursday night, June twenty second, and we're getting ready for what is this, guys? Week. This is going to be week twelve next week of fantasy baseball. We're officially Ooh, week almost, thirteen. Uh, we're currently in week twelve. You're right. So next week is week thirteen. Um, we're about halfway through the baseball season. Probably about a little more than halfway through uh, fantasy baseball oh. seasons. Time out. I got. I got to call this. Tommy Tanks just hit a walk off in the bottom of the eleventh. As this World is series? happening, College World Series. Uh, first baseman for LSU. Yeah. No way. Yeah, I wrote a scouting report on that guy one time. Oh, this nice. is insane. So, what are All they right, advancing to LSU? Uh, the finals. It'll be Florida LSU. SEC. Yeah, SEC. Game. SEC. SEC. Yeah. Wow. That'd be fun. When's that start? What's we'll a uh, that's, uh, it's not tomorrow. I don't think it'd be quick. I'll look it up. Keep going. Keep going. Yes, sir. All right. So this is our episode 27. As I said, we're getting ready for week 13. So this is our waiver wire episode. We're going to try to recommend players that are on the, uh, that we think could produce for your team next week, or maybe even guys that aren't ready to add and just put on your bench. Uh, Will, why don't you give us our first guy uh, uh, that you've got ready for next week? Yeah, so the guy I was looking at was Jordan Hicks from the Cardinals. You know, he was highly regarded there for a while. You know, he throws gas. Um, but he never really put it together there. He kind of lost a closer role. I think he had some injuries and it ultimately yeah. went to Hellesley, I think. But with Hellesley injured, you know, Hicks. How do you say his name? Hellesley. Hellesley? Hellesley. You got, you got spelled wrong in the notes. That's why. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh. That's why you're pronouncing it that way. Helsley. Hells- uh, Ryan Helsley. Yeah. Yeah, anyways, he's out, and Hicks has got th- uh, three straight saves in three days. So he's clearly getting the nod with him out. So he's one I would be looking at, especially if you need some RP depth, which, you know, can be fairly thin position or an up-and-down position. So I would give him a look, you know, if you're hurting in that field to get someone who's going to get some save nods right now. Yeah, so the only problem with that is the Cardinals don't win a lot of ball games. 
<laughs> well, yeah, they're streaky, I guess. They'll win a couple and then lose a whole lot and back I'll, and forth. Because uh, then if you're, if, you, if, if you're looking for RP and you need someone with saves, I'd go with a team that wins just a few more bald games, and that's the Cubs' new guy who's getting the saves. It's Adbert Alzale. He's uh, been getting the Cubs' saves. The Cubs have won nine of their last 11. Um, who knows if that will keep going? Just like the Cardinals, it's a roller coaster. The Cubs get hot, then they decide to lose to easy teams. Um, but yeah, th- th- there's two RPs right there that have been getting saves that are widely available, and guys who are getting strikeouts and shutting teams down. What do you think, Wes? Tommy, which one would you rather have, Helsley or Azale? I mean, Hicks. Yes. Um, Hicks, Hicks or Azale? <laughs> That's tough. I think yeah. I would rather have Hicks for the track record, but I'll be honest, that's that's kind of a tough call because Cardinals don't win many games. I I I think I'm gonna go with Hicks uh, with little confidence in either pick. I, I don't yeah. think the, I don't think the Cardinals are this bad. I don't know what's going on with them. They got a lot of talented players. I believe yeah. they have what it takes to turn it around. They just have not. So they've been a train uh, wreck all year. I'd rather not start either of them, to be honest, but. If I had a roster one, throw my bench. I don't typically roster a bench RP, but if you're going to, I'd say Hicks. I had a Cardinals fan come up to me and say that the Cardinals were planning their team to be ground ball machines and play it to the shift so well, and then they banned the shift. And oh no, but I don't know how That's that could affect you this hard. Interesting theory, right? <laughs> I guess they're just looking for anything while they're trash. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was Will with uh, Jordan Hicks, uh, Wesley. How about you, uh, Sir Wesley? What you uh, what you got for our listeners? Yeah, real quick on the uh, College World Series Saturday, June twenty fourth at six p.m. Game one. Sunday, June twenty fifth, two p.m. Game two, and uh, if game three on Monday, June twenty sixth at six p.m. And Ooh, weekend series. Let's go. Yeah, love that man. Um, I'll be honest, I was completely unprepared for this episode. But uh, one guy I have been paying attention to since he got called back was Alec Thomas. So he got called back, I think, uh, seven days ago. Since then, he's oh, I hit. He was sent down. Um, I, I think he started the year in AAA. Okay. Alec Thomas, like he, he hasn't. Uh, he played what three weeks. Five weeks. I mean, he made his debut last year. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, like it was 400 at bats last year. Anything special. Yeah. What anything special? Um, I would say he, he played six weeks this year before being sent down, spent uh, about a month and a half in AAA. He hit 348 in AAA. And I think you kind of know what you're getting with Alec Thomas. There's not going to be much power. It's not, you know, he's a fast guy, but he doesn't steal bases. Um, but he is going to hit, he's been hitting leadoff, if not, you know, two for the Diamondbacks since coming back, he's hit 462 with a home run and three RBIs. Um, and he scored 17 points and, you know, with the Diamondbacks offense, as good as it is this year, he's going to score a lot of runs at the top of their order. Right. So that's, that's what I'm betting on for Alec Thomas. I'm going to say he's a guy that I would pick up, not expecting to maintain this level of production. So just make sure you're on a daily basis checking and seeing how he's doing. If he starts falling off, I might drop him. But if you need help in the outfield, Alec Thomas is a guy I would pick up. 
Alex Thomas has the scouting report. Maybe this is his time where he's going to adjust. Um, his scouting grades were a 60 hit tool, a 50 power tool, and a 60 run tool. I, it, in When you look at those grades, um, is that MLB or is that Fangraphs? That's MLB. Yeah, Fangraphs has him at a 55 hit, uh, a 55 power, and a 60 speed. Like For a guy like that, I mean, that's a... a that's a 15, 20 homer guy with a 15, 20 homer steal potential. Right. Um, when you, when you compare him to other guys with that grade. So I don't know. It, I mean, you watch the guy play. He has that potential. I don't know why he doesn't steal more bases, but you know, he does hit at the top of the diamondbacks order. So uh, in the minors, he was hitting an MVP style stat line of three, four, five, three, 48, four, oh, nine, five, 18 in, in triple a. So the guy has the tools. Um, can he just all put it together at the major league level? And maybe if the Diamondbacks aren't relying so much just on him, because Corbin yeah. Carroll's going. Uh, I'm, I'm actually glad you brought Corbin Carroll up. Please do not pick up Alec Thomas with the expectations that he's going to do what Corbin Carroll is doing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, Corbin Carroll is playing um, at his future, I think, what they expected him to do like a couple of years from now. And, He's he's just producing, yeah, yeah. I like I, the Diamondbacks are fun to watch, especially because they're keeping the Dodgers out of first place. And who doesn't love that? I mean, no, no one wants to see the Dodgers in first place again. All right, great, great things going on here, uh, Tommy. Why don't you give us your pick here for uh, next week? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Oakland Athletics starting pitcher Paul Skeens out of LSU. (laughs) (laughs) Poor guy. Uh, I don't know if he's going to go first overall. Do they have the first pick? Yeah, well, right now. Yeah, they do. They're heavily Um, favored for last place. So, well, with the lottery system, there's no guarantee. No, he's getting picked this year, bro. Yeah. There's no system, no no guarantee with the lottery system who's who's going to get first pick. But no, this year, Paul Skeens is getting drafted this year. Yeah, no, yeah, but there's no month. guarantee. Oh, but that's I forgot who's last year's record. Anyways, not important. That was a joke. Paul Skeens is fantastic. Oakland's horrible. Um, Let's see who has the first pick. It's the Pittsburgh Pirates. The ooh, they always have. They know how to. Dri- they know how to develop yeah, pitching. I thought and we already right talked behind about them. The Pirates. The Pirates got the first overall pick out of the. With- Anyways, Paul Skeens will not be available this year, but he will be next year. <laughs> And I'll be picking him up. I'm going to go with a pitcher, actually, Braxton Garrett. I think we talked about him a couple weeks ago. And since then, he's been nothing but fantastic. So he did get blown up for 11 earned runs uh, versus Atlanta on May 3rd. But since then, he's carried a 270 ERA, a 0.95 whip, an 11.4K per nine, 1.9 walk per nine, and an even better expected FIP of 2.38. That is impressive. And an ex-FIP that low is really hard to do. So... If you go to StatCast page, um, it's it's really not that impressive. It's kind of the opposite of what I look for when I look for a pitcher. He's got fantastic strikeout and walk numbers, but other than that, uh, he gets hit hard, expected slug, expected batting average. They're all below 50 percentile, if not 30 percentile. So I'm not really sure other than he's just missing bats and he's not walking guys what he's doing. Uh, maybe he's got a decent defense behind him. Um, but I'm going to ride this while it's hot. He's, he's held me out in a win here there the last couple weeks. Um, and he did it again tonight. He was fantastic. He went seven innings, uh, 13 strikeouts, I think. Um, they're probably his best performance yet this season. Uh, kind of like Bryce yeah. Elder. I don't know what makes him good. 
but other than strikeouts and walks, but he's doing it. Yeah, I think the uh, Miami doesn't have a great offense behind him to score runs, but I think he's got a great defense behind him. Uh, Miami has scored the third lowest runs scored in the whole NL. Um, but runs against, they're doing very well as well. So uh, not a great run differential that they have of negative 16, but they're they're streaking. They've won six of the last 10. Um, they're suddenly in, have 43 wins in second place. So that's what you always like to see. You, you never want to grab a, a starting pitcher on a bad team and, Braxton Garrett suddenly is on a good team. Yeah, so it's somebody I'm going to ride until the wheels fall off. I've got <laughs> no other better starting options. Braxton Garrett, when, do you know when he was a like top five, top ten overall draft pick? Was he not in 2000? He was, he was, a, in he was a first rounder in 2016. He was the number seven pick overall yeah. um, by the Miami Marlins out of Florence, Alabama. Yeah, so he's got the pedigree, he's got the scouting that someone believed for him to be. And usually when you go that high, it's they 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 do something right. They develop they are, unless you just develop poorly, um, like some teams do with starting pitching. Um yeah. Braxton Garrett, uh starting pitcher. Do you know what percentage he's owned in leagues right now, Tommy? Is he is he seventy one, I think last I looked. Really? So he's still, he's that, still rostered he's still more leagues. Yeah, seventy one. Dude, if he's available in your league, pick him up. Good. Yeah. He, needs, he needs to be about. He needs to be ninety or more. Especially yeah, if he's dropping like flies, man. You know, you got to be hurting. Uh-huh. Somebody's got to be hurting for pitching. Somebody who just lost Shane McClanahan. Easy, yeah. easy. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. All right, so I think let's see, Wes, you went with a catcher. I went with Alec Thomas. Alec Thomas. I'm sorry, and then relief pitcher, starting pitcher. Um, so I'll give you guys, I've got on my list two different guys, two first basemen actually. The first one is Joey Votto. Joey Votto is back after what, rotator cuff surgery? Shoulder surgery? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so if you look at, I mean, Joey Votto's yep. year last year, the guy's only 22% owned. Yes, yes, he is 39 years old. But in 2022, he had a little down year. Um, he didn't play but 91 games. Who knows how long that shoulder was at, was bothering him. But just a year prior, the dude hit 36 home runs with a 562 slugging. Um, without a juice ball, that's an a, at least a league average player um, at 443 points. 36 home runs. If the guy comes and is now inserted into a Reds lineup, that poor Joey Votto... He's been on the Reds for his whole career. The Reds have not been this good since July of 2012. That was was literally going to be the question I asked was like, I don't remember the last time the Reds were good. I mean, it's been eight, 10 years, right? And that's when Joey Votto was in his prime and he had protection with him around the lineup. I mean, he might actually do some damage in this lineup, you know? Right. Still in a hitter's were, ballpark, too. Yeah. Right. And the uh, the Reds, the Reds were good in 10, 11, 12, and then things fell off. I think it's probably ownership. But, yeah, Joey Votto finally has a team around him. Um, he's got he, he's got quite the offense around him. Uh, would you say, Tommy? There's a couple big-name guys that are coming up with the Reds as an honorary <laughs> Reds fan. <laughs> an honorary I'm a Reds fan. Yeah, so uh, Joey Votto, if you are if you need a first baseman, I would easily take a flyer 
um, on Joey Votto. He's only 22% owned. Um, can't be much worse than some of the other first basemen available. Um, I'm currently riding with Luke Rayleigh um, of the Rays. If the Rays would play him every day, he would probably uh, take off, but they platoon him. Um, so like that's everyone hard to do is on the roster. Say, like everyone on their freaking roster. Josh mm-hmm. Lowe is, could put up an MVP season, but he plays three out of four days. Isaac Paredes. I mean, the only yeah. person that plays every day is Wander Franco, except he got benched for two games. And Dyer's and about it. Rosarena. Yeah, true. And Randy. So unless you're an absolute superstar, then they're not going to play you every day. They're going to platoon you. And it's hard to argue when they're in first place, but. True. That, that, you know, that's the easiest argument. I think, Will, you said that the other, the other day to me in some kind of discussion. It's hard to. You don't have to have an argument about yourself when you're in first place. Yeah. Fair point. Yeah, we were talking about uh, Dan. <laughs> We're talking about Dan's team. It's like, well, he's in first place and killing it. So, can't yeah. argue with him. What he's doing is working. Somehow, somehow. All right. So that's a, that was Joey Votto, twenty-two percent owned as a, as a first baseman. Uh, let's go. Let's go with uh, back all the way back to Will for our next next uh, waiver wire pick. What you got, Will? Yeah. So this one, I try to think a little outside the box and. Throwing a catcher, I know. I know Tommy will bring up a guy later, but um, that's such a thin position. <laughs> if you don't have like Adley, you know Jonah Heim, Will Smith, Sean Murphy, you know if you're in a ten to twelve team league and you don't have one of those five guys, it's really falls off after them. So I, I was looking at some numbers, and Bo Naylor was one that stood out. Um, he just recently got the call up, and he was a twenty homer, twenty steal Not guy tight. last year as a catcher. So. He could come up and give a decent spark because um, at this at this point in the season, it's kind of like you're grasping straws on the waiver wire, waiting for call ups. You know, those same guys that have been you know starters since the beginning of the year on the waiver wire are still there, not producing. So, kind of waiting for call ups. And he just got the call with 20 homer, 20 steal potential in the minors. You know, it could help you if you're not one of those guys that has top five catcher. <laughs> yeah, because William Contreras, who was expected to be well. You know, be a good guy is absolutely disappointing fantasy owners right now. Yeah, but he's shown some signs of breaking out of it the last few days. But overall, not the guy that you likely invested in uh, during the draft. For what he did in Atlanta as a catcher slash DH slash outfielder. Yeah, and Milwaukee's a good hitting environment too, right? Uh, You know, just not having a good year. And that's about the bottom line. Yeah, Braves looking like they made the right decision to move on from him and make the move to uh, what's the guy's name? Tommy, listen, Murphy, Sean, Sean, Sean Murphy. Murphy. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Bo, but yeah, Bo Naylor's got um, Bo Naylor's got fifty grade power. That's enough to put as a catcher to put ten to fifteen home runs over for you. Um, if he plays every day, he's got they they say he has um, plus raw power. So that's that's enough to accidentally uh, put one over the fence for you. Yeah, and with there being such a drop off at catcher after you get past like the fifth or sixth guy, it really drops. So if you're one of those, you know, in the league that's below that, you know, just maybe worth a look. You know, see how he does if he comes up and continue that power and you know steal some bags too. Yeah, that's a game you play. Either you spend capital, a lot of draft capital, to on a catcher that you know is going to be a stud. <laughs> Or you just play this game to pick up uh, 
the whatever catcher you can find week to week. What's up, Wes? I just read on the notes. We we got to find Will for uh, typing in catcher for the Indians. <laughs> oh, I saw that. The Guardians. Sorry. <clears throat> don't cancel. Wah, just wah. read that. Don't don't cancel me, please. It's, I meant the Guardians. <laughs> Deep down. Boo. <laughs> Where's my uh, where's my uh media board for booing? White out. Put some white out. Uh, they'll always be the Indians in my heart. <laughs> uh, did you, you say Guardians? The, uh, no, I he... said I think I said Indians, honestly. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I did that a couple episodes ago. Yeah. I, I that'll always be the Cleveland Indians to me. I think I corrected myself at least, but I did I did say it a couple months ago. Quack. Side note: Have you guys seen the uh, photo of of the Naylor brothers? I saw Josh going crazy when Bo got his first hit the other night. Yeah, and the, and the third one, Miles, is about to be drafted, I believe. Who's In Josh play for? Cleveland, the, the Guardians. Oh, they're bro. on the same team. Yeah, they're the same yeah. team, dude. It's pretty oh, cool. Wow. His brother yeah. went nuts. His first MLB hit. Yeah, um, I got the I got the video here. I'll send it to you. That's awesome. It's like uh, the pitchers, the Roger pitchers, uh, pit, pitching on the same teams as the Giants Tyler. now this year. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Could you imagine if Miles gets drafted by Cleveland? That would be pretty awesome. They have a third brother? That's Yeah, Miles, the youngest, is about to be drafted. Who's he play for? He... Uh, I'm not sure where he plays currently. Oh, okay. I don't know if it was uh, on LCU or something. Cause I know LCU has a top pitcher coming and uh, a top hitter. All right, Wes, why don't you give us a, another pick for uh, for next week? Yeah, so um, to to Will's point, you know, maybe we just need to suggest we all had the same thought. Uh, so <laughs> we're going to talk about another catcher. Uh, it is the thinnest position in fantasy right now. So I'm going to talk about Patrick Bailey. And originally when I, I, talk, I typed this in, I said, Patrick Bailey, who? <laughs> and uh, look, he's currently owned in 18% of CBS leagues, and he's now the starting catcher for the Giants. He Who are doesn't surging. really have. Who? Who are surging. 10 yeah, wins. The, the, yeah, 10 wins. I mean, the, the Giants are hot right now. Um, so Patrick Bailey's been up for, looks like, a little over a month. And called him up, called Matos up. You know, Yastrzemski's having a great week. He's on fire right now. So. Uh, Patrick Bailey has started almost every game since he's been called up. And, wow. you know, since then it's been 21 over, it's been over 21 days. He is the number four scoring catcher in fantasy. He's hitting 302, slugging 515, three home runs and 20 RBIs. And he's, I mean, 18% owned. I mean, that's, that's a freebie, right? So I, I'm going to, you know, if you need somebody at catcher, take a chance on him. Um, yeah. He didn't really have much of a, a track record in the minors, but it wasn't a top prospect. But, you know, hey, look, their, their top prospect, Joey Bart, is now in AAA, and Patrick Bailey beat him out. So, Yeah, Joey Bart might have missed his chance at uh, being the starting catcher for the Giants. Um, highly regarded. And now Patrick Bailey, some, some ca- other catcher, um, is – is making the most of his opportunity. Uh, Last 21 days, he's the number four scoring catcher. Somebody, somebody pick him up and uh, give him a shot. Yeah. His, his point total by week 
was he got called up week seven and scored seven and a half. Then he went 12, 12, 11, 20. And currently, so far this week, he's only got three. But um, I think the Giants have only played three games. Yeah, even um, next week, the the um, Giants do have a not the best hitting schedule, but not the worst. And they face Zach Davies, Merrill Kelly, Ryan Nelson of the Diamondbacks. Mm-hmm. And then they head to Canada to face Gosman, Bassett, and Berrios. Yeah. So that so, first series, the Diamondbacks aren't throwing their best guys, and that's where they could desperately use help. Um, if you missed Toronto, out on Gary Sanchez, go pick up Patrick Bailey. Yes. Th- yeah, I would I would take Bailey over Gary Sanchez's, you know, that little home run streak that he had. I think that's over now. Gary, that Yeah, it's over. That's all that's going to happen to Gary Sanchez, and it's going to be done. I would, uh, I would be done with that. With I, I wouldn't even consider. I would just watch from the side. Gary Sanchez going off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tommy. Since uh, Wes and Will mentioned the catcher, who would you rather have Bailey? Right? Who who are you gonna, who are you picking up? Bailey or Naylor? I think I like Naylor <clears throat> um, more. Just a little more pedigree, higher prospect, Naylor, got uh, some ho- speed and power. Oh, um. But if you don't like either of those two options, I got a third catcher option for you. We all thought I like this this week. Um, somebody who's probably going to get a lot of playing time if the other guys are, are questionable is Henry Davis. He was the number one overall pick in 2021 by the Pirates. He's a catcher eligible. Obviously, he was drafted as a catcher. Um, but right now, he's going to be playing mostly outfield. I'm not sure if he's going to split time as catcher. Um, but at least for this year, so it depends if you're draft, redraft or dynasty league. Uh, he's got catcher eligibility and outfield position. If he plays every day, that's super valuable, uh, especially like in a points league. I saw Just, that he should play. He should play it mostly every day, and it's yeah. he's pushing Connor Joe and somebody else out. So he's just got a volume that nobody else is going to have, or very few other catchers have. I'm at the position for a points league, and he doesn't have much going on now. He's only played in three games, so he just got called up. And don't look at stat line because it's not very good. But it's like three does, lines. It's like three games. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, don't, you don't take anything from that. But by fan graphs, he was rated 70 power raw and 60 power game um, as his value, future value. Um, no speed, not a good fielder. Hits are just is fine. He's below average hitter. But he's got so much power. Um, home runs hey, and catcher positions are pretty valuable. He stole nine bases this year between double A AA and triple A for a catcher. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty good too. So. I mean, he, everywhere he went, he hit pretty well. Um, let's say I don't have his, his average pulled together, but yeah, he, double A, he was two eighty four, ten home runs, uh, twenty seven RBIs. Triple A, he only had forty five plate appearances at Triple A before being called up, but he was two eighty six there, a home run, three RBIs, and two stolen bases. So, yeah, he was somewhere between one hundred and fifty and two hundred WRC plus everywhere he went. Yeah, um, so he was a fantastic hitter, and I. I would, like I said, I wouldn't trust or take take much in the first three games. Nobody does does well their first three games. Um, but if you need a catcher and you need points league, you need some volume. I'd take a flyer on Henry Davis, probably over those two, just from a volume standpoint. The fact that he's going to play outfield, I think he's going to put get himself in the lineup every day. He's got, a, like you said, he's got a great grades on his hit and power. The guy's, uh, I think, a hitter first, catcher easily hitter first, catcher second. And uh, the Pirates are really hoping to hold on to their great start. 
you know, it's not looking good. Um, but yeah, Henry Davis hitting seventh right now. But if if he starts to put it together, he's easily going to hit in the top of their order. So I think the coolest part of his scouting report is his seventy grade arm currently. That's not future. That's current. It's a cannon. Trivia question for you: What school was he drafted out of? Number one overall. I mean, I can cheat. I have it up right no, here. No, no. Okay, you don't. You don't get the answer. Um. <sighs> That is correct. Louisville. Good job. I was going to say Rice. (laughs) Sounds like Dart, uh, what's his name? Dalton Varsho vibes, you know, catcher outfield eligibility, trying to get his bat, trying to get his bat in the lineup. So yeah, that's literally who I was going to, who I was going to compare him to. So if he gets 10 or 20 games behind the plate this year and you've got him in a dynasty league, that's even more valuable because he'll keep the eligibility. But if nothing else, he has it right now for this year. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, great, great, Great name, Tommy. And funny that you guys all picked catchers with that. Um, how are you ranking those one, two, three? Is it Davis, Bailey, Naylor? Or is it Davis sounds like he's number one in your book, Tommy. And you already mentioned you'd take Naylor over Bailey? Yeah, Davis, Naylor, Bailey is my list. I agree, I agree to that. Wes, can you put Bailey, are you putting Bailey in front of either one of those guys? Um, Over the next two weeks... I would say Bailey, um, just because he at least has proven over the last three weeks that he can hit and he's he's done it well. Um, anything longer than a two week time frame, I would agree with Tommy and Will as the Bailey third, you know, Naylor second, and and Henry Davis first. The, yeah, I'm 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 I have I picked up Henry when he got the call. Um, I, I see his his hit tool. I would right now you've got Patrick Bailey showing he's already can do it, but Henry has the better potential. I I haven't seen. Do you have anybody have any, uh, Bailey's scouting grades up on his hit tool at all? Yeah. Wes, do you have that up? Uh, yeah, Fangraphs. Um, so Fangraphs has him at a sixty hit, uh, forty game power, fifty raw power, thirty speed. Um, you know, so he's not that far off from Henry Davis. I mean, he's a 60 hit and they rated Davis as a 45 hit um, with a 60 raw power or 70 raw power, 60 game power. So, you know, I would say Fangraphs is a little more critical on, um, on their hit tool. So if they're rating Patrick Bailey as 60 hit, um, now, granted, I will say that that's a 60 future. They had him at a 40 current hit. So, you know, maybe they see some potential with what he can do with the bat. And I think he does have good bat-to-ball skills. So I, I do believe 60 is probably a good grade for him. I see some raw power in there. You know, 40 is probably right. Uh, long-term, man, I, I just think that Henry Davis, I'll take the power from him because to be quite honest, he just didn't strike out that much in the minor leagues. I mean, he was, you know, 18, 22% there. So if he's a 60 power, 70 power, and he's striking out 20%, I feel like the hit tool is going to grow a little bit. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So I think that sounded like it was a consensus uh, right now. I think what Wes was trying to say is if you need someone in the, for this next week, he might go with uh, the Giants catcher, uh, Bailey, first. But if you're looking a little bit, if Henry Davis is still available, 
um, he has the better, the higher potential. So it's Davis, Naylor, Bailey in order of um, of priority, probably there. Okay, um, I think I've got the last pick here for us tonight, and it's not a catcher. We'll we'll finish with catcher. Um, I think that's enough catching. Um, I don't think any everybody needs that much catching. But I've got another first baseman. If Joe Votto being owned at 22% is not, and he's already been picked up, I think another guy, he's only 11% owned. It's Ryan O'Hearn of the Baltimore Orioles. Um, he was a, a Royals product that came up through the Royals system. Never really took off as the Royals never really do. Um, but Ryan O'Hearn right now, uh, the first baseman, Ryan Mountcastle, is... Uh, out with an injury, and Ron Hearn has been pretty good uh, while filling in at first base and DH. Um, in the last three weeks, he scored 21.5, 17, and so far he's only got 5.5, but it's uh, Thursday, and we'll see how his weekend goes. But the guy can hit. The guy has, uh, in only 31 games, has six home runs, uh, seven doubles, and is hitting 341, 378, 615 slugging. So if the guy just stays in the lineup every day, that he's he's going to produce in that Baltimore Oriole lineup. What do you think, Wes? Yeah, I mean, I would <clears throat> I would have to agree with that. He's got to stay healthy, though. But I mean, again, you could say that for pretty much any player. Hey, if Ronald Acuna stays healthy, he'll be the best player in fantasy. You know, <laughs> right? Hey, uh, Jazz Chisholm, if he can just stay healthy, he'll be he'll, he <laughs> deserves to be on the cover of MLB The Show twenty three. <laughs> right. What was it last week for our rest of season projections? I said. <laughs> Shane McClanahan's going to be the best pitcher for the rest of the season so long as he's healthy and the Rays don't mess him up. Well, what happened a week later? Still too soon. It is too soon. We don't know what happened. Okay, so are you tightness. saying that you sabotaged Coach Haver's rest of season? <laughs> on, <laughs> on purpose. It's been sabotaged, brother. <laughs> it's been sabotaged. It started, it started 11 years ago. <laughs> yeah, it started when I started fantasy. That's fantasy baseball, it is. So, all right. Well, that's been uh, any any last calls, guys, before we call it uh, episode 27. Yeah. Do you know why um, Will's parents had a second kid? Because they coming out the womb, they're like, this guy's going to suck at fantasy baseball. we got to have one more. <laughs> We're going to name him Grant. Maybe he'll be yeah. good. Yeah, maybe he can take over my team and give me some advice. Yeah, yeah Will, uh, he's taking your steps in, in, in slow pitch softball, that's for sure. That's yeah. true. Long retired there. Yeah. I think we all are. All right, this is, this is, yeah, for sure. This has been uh, episode 27, getting you ready for week 13 of Wave of Wire. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, if you haven't already, follow us on all of our social media, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, most of our handles are here, BNSB underscore, and then our name. If you search for Fantasy Baseball Camp, you'll find us. I'm Michael. There's Tommy, Wes, and Will. We'll catch you guys on the next one.